what is good y'all we are live once more um so welcome back to my podcast entitled i just want to fucking know on this episode i will be talking to you all about anxiety um and particularly anxiety as a black girl but also just my particular form of anxiety so we're back at it in motherfucking again with nature valley with the motherfucking thoughts or whatever i wanted to wait until i got boba with my friend um and so i might add an extension so if the sound sounds weird or whatever um it'll be because i'm in a different setting or whatever and we're talking about it but um yeah, let's chat it the motherfucker up. Or really, how about you just listen and then, like, you know, think about responses that you would give to me or anyone else who would be talking about this um, topic or whatever. So, let's get it fucking started. So, anxiety is really, it's, it's really a bitch, like, because... It's hard to explain to people why you feel the way that you do other than just saying, oh, anxiety, anxiety. Like, that's the easiest way to do it. And there are things that, like, can easily trigger an anxiety attack. Um, And for a lot of people, it'll sound or it'll seem like you're overreacting, you're being dramatic, you're, you know, like, you're just acting irrationally, but... For you, like, it feels like everything, like, for the person with anxiety, a person saying, get out of your head, it's all in your head, you know, whatever the fuck, like, it's so unvalidating, and it's so destructive and so harmful to the person that actually has anxiety, and it actually fucking, like, heightens the anxiety. So I'm just going to talk about my particular kind of anxiety and how... I wouldn't even say I deal with it, but how I live with anxiety, because it's not something that I have like a step by step tutorial on how the fuck, you know, I'm getting through it or whatever, because each and every day, actually, I won't say each and every day, that's a bit exaggerative, but a lot of the days out of my week are consumed with anxiety, little tiny anxiety attacks, sometimes massive anxiety attacks, and then explaining those anxiety attacks to people around you or Um, people that are concerned or whatever the fuck. So I label myself an introvert because I like to stay in. I just like, I enjoy my own company, really. It's the safest. It's the most fun. It's the time where I feel most free and most chill. And I feel like I don't have to perform um, because I have this personality where People kind of expect me to be the silly, funny, whatever the fuck, you know, girl, whatever. And that that's the person that I am when I'm around other people. But when I'm alone, like, it's just there's no pressure to be anything other than existing, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I label myself an introvert. And consequently, I don't go out much because in the past, I've had social anxiety. Um, and I still struggle with social anxiety. But... I've been trying to almost force myself to get rid of the social anxiety. Now, the the personal anxiety, I don't really know, like, the specific terms, but, like, the anxiety that doesn't have to do with other people is the anxiety that I struggle most with for some reason. So, like, for me, overcoming my social anxiety was, I'm not going to say as simple as anything, but it was me going out 
on a day where maybe I felt challenged or maybe I felt not the most confident in whatever the fuck I was wearing or looking or feeling or whatever and taking my little laptop and taking my music and going somewhere by myself and sitting down and eating and I'd gotten so accustomed to that and I've gotten so comfortable with that that now social anxiety is still a thing for me um but I'm less afraid to go places by myself because I don't feel like I mean I do still get you know anxious because I do feel that like people are talking about me or looking at me funny or like you know like over analyzing the situation that I could be in or whatever or the situations that I'm in but ultimately I've gotten a lot more comfortable dealing with the social anxiety that I struggle with um and also since I'm an introvert and since I stay in most of the time I really don't have to deal with that um but side note before I start talking about my personal anxiety it'll kind of like kind of like segue I suppose um so Oftentimes, when a black girl has anxiety, people kind of just chop that up to her being mean, like being a bitch. Like we've heard of resting bitch face. We've heard of like, like I used to get told so fucking often, like, I thought you were so mean when I first saw you or first met you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, bitch. Like, I just really don't know how to communicate in social situations. Like, if it's a one-on-one, I'm a lot more comfortable to talk to you because I feel like there's, you know, no pressure to impress a bunch of people. I just got to fucking impress you, you know, or not even impress you, but just make you feel comfortable. Like, one person or two people. Like, I hate being in situations where, and this is really why my friendships are so limited and actually so minuscule I don't have a lot of friends because my friends or the people that I associate with happen to be very social um and so what would happen would be that like they'll invite me out to a party or they'll invite me out to dinner with some of their other friends or like a bunch of social situations and I just be like looking like bitch now you motherfucking know like we've had this conversation and you know that I don't interact well with people that I don't fucking know And so instead of inviting me and making me feel uncomfortable and making me feel alienated and making me feel just alien in general because I struggle with social situations like that, like it would just, I don't know, it it really honestly took a huge toll on like my friendships because I felt like, okay, I get like maybe you're trying to be inclusive and I get that maybe your friends are asking why I don't come around, but you could literally just explain to them, yeah, you know, like Nature Valley has um, anxiety, you know what I mean? And that's just that she has social anxiety. She has a hard time dealing with whatever, whatever. And so situations like being, you know, being in situations with people that she doesn't know bothers her. Like, and that's all you got to say. Whenever they're attacking me, if I'm your friend, you should be able to say, yeah, no, like, you know, it's not personal. It's not like she doesn't like you. It's not like any of that. It's not like she's a bitch. You know, it's not like any of that. She has social anxiety. And so whatever, whatever. Now to segue into my own like personal anxiety, I suppose, it's, I wouldn't, I don't know. Initially, I was going to say that it's kind of a monster. 
but more than anything it's like the most consistent factor of my life so I couldn't even say that it's a monster I would more than likely say it's like a like one of those annoying friends like I really don't know how it feels to be without it at this point um and it's annoying as fuck but like it's one of those things that I've dealt with for a long time and just like have a hard time getting rid of it's like a unhealthy (laughs) it's like an unhealthy like relationship type of shit with my anxiety um and so I've kind of I've learned to like move and groove and shit around my anxiety and I've learned to kind of accept where I am in those moments of anxiety because so let me just give you an example so it's really difficult for me to have long-lasting relationships with anyone whether it be with um a colleague slash friend whatever like a romantic relationship whether it be a relationship with a professor whether it be a relationship with like anyone it's hard for me to formulate those connections or I would not even say formulate because a lot of people are attracted to my personality off back or whatever before they know that I struggle with anxiety and they start seeing how like deep that shit is before that then they're like oh you know, she's the bomb.com, like, she's that bitch, da 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 it's like, okay, yeah, true, I am, and I, and, and, not but, and I have anxiety, so this is my little friend over here that's gonna be, you know, following us around for a lot of the time, and, like, you can even accept her, or you could just ditch the both of us, like, we're kind of a package deal, you know, and so, the way it plays out in my I'll just go through like romantic, platonic, professorships, like all of those types of relationships and familiar relationships too. So the way it plays out in my platonic relationships is that I kind of, how do I put it? I don't ever really hold on to my friendships because I feel that at any moment I could be betrayed and it doesn't just stem like my anxiety I'm gonna say that I didn't have the, the earliest I remember having social anxiety and anxiety in general was like eighth grade because I remember like going up or like it being like report card pickup or something and my mom was like oh like do you want to come up to the school so we can get your brother's you know report card maybe I was a freshman actually I don't know but like by that point I had kind of like lost feeling with the school I think I was a freshman my little brother is younger than me and so we went to the same school or whatever like all of our lives and everything um but since he was younger um and he still went there and there were other people who had siblings that went there there would be people that I would run into and I can't really explain the phenomena I can't really explain why I feel so uncomfortable going back to places that I've left like literally graduated from like I've never been back to my high school that shit is weird I will never go back to my high school I've never been back to my grammar school either of them and I don't plan on it and once I graduate from college I don't plan, I didn't, actually, I didn't plan on coming back, but now I'm realizing, like, maybe I'm going to miss some of these people, 
But regardless, like, for me, that's the earliest that I remember being anxious. Because I remember, like, having a burning feeling in my tummy and just starting to sweat and, like, just feeling really uncomfortable with the idea of returning. And I couldn't really pinpoint what it was. And honestly, I didn't have a lot of situations like that because, like I said, I never had to visit the school again. Um, And then when I was in high school, I was in high school. I was living, honestly, my best fucking life in high school. I had such a good high school experience. Like, I really don't understand when people are like, oh, I hated high school. I'd be looking like, bitch, like, I wish I could go back. High school was the best four years of my fucking life. Like, I had a ball. Granted, there were some, you know, bad situations or whatever. But ultimately, like, I had a pretty good time in high school. Anyway, so I didn't really have a heightened form of anxiety while I was in high school because I was comfortable. Like, ultimately, I was comfortable. The only things that would, like, trigger anxiety attacks for me would be, like, getting a grade that was lower than an A or, like, uh, getting bullied by this one bitch who was a hater or, you know, stuff like that. Actually, there was a few bitches. We're going to talk about that later, though. They used to try to bully me, but at the end of the day, wow, I should I should totally make a podcast about all of my bullies and how that turned out. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, high school was chill. Like, but as soon as I got to college, I, ex- I experienced, like, so much that I wasn't used to. And I remember being so fucking, like, overwhelmingly afraid. I remember crying like every fucking night in my room and like my roommate at the time would look at me like what the fuck is wrong with this bitch and I could not I couldn't provide an answer like I really wouldn't be able to know because at that time I didn't have the terminology anxiety I was just like damn I just don't know like I'm just sad I'm just overwhelmed you know like I had no real words for it but It was really like, I'm scared as fuck. I'm away from home. There's no one here that I'm familiar with. My roommate was white. And so that was like an experience that I never had. I went to an all black school, like for my entire life. So I never really had interactions or intimate interactions with white people or whatever. And so it was something new for me. And then, well, I always yawn on this podcast. That is so fucked up. I don't know if I bore myself or what, but that's wild. But yeah, so it was all new for me, and that happened or whatever. Eventually, I ended up... I'm going to actually make another podcast about, um, like, how my freshman year went, because that was a fucking disaster. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to make a podcast about my entire college experience, but I'll do that probably when I graduate. But anyway... Eventually, we ended up forming, like, a friendship group, right? There were, like... Let me see let's just say because I don't feel like fucking counting but there were like five of us five or six of us it was me my roommate my two quad mates uh another friend and then another friend so yeah six of us whatever and um I thought everything was going well but there was always this this like when I like people a whole bunch like I ended up forming like really close-knit relationships with all of these girls like they were my whole fucking heart like nobody couldn't tell me shit like and when I start to like like people or whatever I start to consider them family like for me family is somebody that you just like vibe with like crazy like you just love the fuck out of them like you would do a lot for them I won't say anything but you would do a whole bunch for them 
or whatever. Um, and so it was interesting because I remember having, I remember calling them my family. I'm like, yeah, like you guys are my family. I would do this. I would do that. I love you guys. Da, 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 da. And I remember my quad mate being like, don't ever call me your family. Like, I'm not your family. Don't call me your family. And I remember being so hurt by that. Like, like, bitch, what? Like, I fucking love you. Like, you're my friend. Like, we've confided in each other. We've seen a lot of each other, um, you know, emotionally and spiritually. And, like, we've had all of these experiences together. And you don't consider me family? Like, that shit, it still hurts me to this day. And so that was kind of one thing that would keep replaying and replaying in my mind as, like, our friendship continued. Like, I'm not, I don't mean anything to you, basically. I don't mean as much to you as you mean to me. And so that was a trigger. Every single time I would see her, I'm like, damn, okay, so I feel this way about this person. And granted, like, maybe I'm making this sound like it was a romantic relationship. It was never that. Um, It was just a friendship that I'd held very dear to me that she didn't hold or she didn't hold as deeply to her. And so it was hurtful as fuck. But that wasn't even what took the cake. What took the cake and what really, like, I think, set my anxiety back in fucking motion and actually heightened it and actually put it on fucking steroids. Like, I had Hulk anxiety, bitch. Like, this shit was huge and green and, like, bulky and fucking, like, veiny and shit. Like, my anxiety got so bad in I want to say it was my sophomore year of college yeah definitely definitely my sophomore year of college so same group of friends everything was cool in my eyes you know but I don't remember what was going on wow I have so much to tell you guys that's insane I do remember what was going on I had just had a really traumatic experience and so I was dealing with that Um, And so my depression had become really heightened. And so I guess that my roommate didn't know how to deal with that. And so she started a group chat with all of the girls, excluding me. And they would discuss how pitiful and how disgusting and how much of a burden I was. And, And it got to a point where I didn't know that at the time, but I just felt like the energy was off, like... My roommate wouldn't leave her phone by me at all. And then there was just one time where she'd gone to the washroom and she left her phone on the bed. And then that's when I saw the group chat. That's when I saw, yeah, isn't she so annoying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And my name wasn't in that group chat. It was all of them except for me. And so when I saw that, it was like, wow, like the people that I hold so close to me like literally call you bitches my family the people that I held so dear to me just gonna like legit start a group chat about me and like talk shit about me like that blew my mind and so from this like from that day on I could never ever trust them the same way and like I never had a a friendship like that before I never had a friendship that I cared so deeply about that I felt betrayed by ever well I did but I didn't figure that out until later but whatever like essentially this was my first like friendship group 
that I held so deeply and they all like stabbed the fuck out of me in the back like all with like big fucking daggers and shit that had like fucking uh blade extra blades on them and shit what is those things what are those things called like the ninja goddamn blade whatever it that it was fucking like it hurt me so badly and so from that point on I was like man like if people that I give a huge fuck about can like stab me in the back like this and really not have any remorse about it like who else will do that so that really like fucked up my trust with with friendships and stuff like I really I can't hold a friendship now because every single time I think that I'm forming a connection with someone or every single time I want to even form a connection with someone it's like okay well all they're gonna do in the end of it is fuck me up all they're gonna do is talk shit about me when things get hard all they're gonna do is talk shit about me when I become vulnerable and I become like my entire self around them and I become not just this happy funny you know smiling caricature really that's what the fuck I am or was to them a caricature and when I stopped making you feel good when I stopped being just a little sliver of me y'all start talking shit about me like that shit was crazy and like my personal anxiety stems a lot from that instance because every time I try to get close to someone every time I think like oh like this person could be cool like maybe I could you know like really vibe with this individual or maybe I could really vibe with these individuals you know like something I'm gonna in the back of my mind is like yeah this is impermanent it's not gonna last it's definitely not going to end well like these are the thoughts that perpetuate in my mind whenever I attempt to get close to anyone and not only has that affected my platonic relationships not only has that situation affected my platonic relationships but it's and the craziest thing to me was that I had always like this is a little bit off topic but what hurt me the most is that I'd always considered them such good friends and I'd always considered myself a really good friend to them like I was always there for everyone yada yada you know like I just was going through a lot of shit that I just didn't know how to deal with I was never lashing out on them I was just crying damn like I was fucking depressed as hell like going through a lot of shit since I got to college I was going through shit so I think that my actions of being sad and crying often were totally justifiable now on their end I can understand okay it's overwhelming to deal with a depressing roommate but y'all didn't live with me bro only my roommate lived with me and I think the fact that she chose to the fact that she chose to deal with the situation the way she did like forever scarred me I can I don't I don't know I'm not gonna say I can never recover from that but it's definitely a huge factor in why my anxiety is the way that it is definitely like and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say these girls didn't apologize there was like you know some pancake shit you know that went oh I'm sorry yeah 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 and like for the most part all of us are cool now or whatever but (laughs) I don't know 
that shit really, really, really fucked me up. And so, like, when I would enter my romantic relationships, I would feel this sense of impermanence. And I can tell that particularly. I mean, like, with my romantic relationships, I just had learned to put up with shit. Like, put up with a bunch of shit that wasn't, that shouldn't have been um, something that I put up with. Like, I put up with a whole bunch, and it was because these people that I was dating would be like, oh, yeah, but I love you. And that was in the midst of all of the stuff that I had dealt with with the girls. Like, I was like, okay, well, you know, you're actually telling me you love me. These girls don't even fucking tell me they love me, bro. They don't even say it. So if you're telling me you love me, and even though you're doing these shitty things, like, I should be, I should believe you. And so if it, it got me in a lot of situations where I was just accepting a whole bunch of bullshit because they were saying what I wanted to hear, you know? Um, but also there was this sense of impermanence. Like I felt like I, I had to go out of my way and be extra, extra good and not show any vulnerability with anyone that I was dating and like just keep my mouth shut basically. Like if they said something to upset me instead of showing my emotion, it was like, okay, well, I don't want you to think you know, like I'm a burden. I don't want you to think that I'm annoying or whatever. I don't want you bad mouthing me to your friends or whatever the fuck you might do. So I'm gonna just keep this, you know, in and I'm gonna be the perfect girlfriend and I'm a, you know, whatever. Um, and I can say in my most recent, lol, recent situationship because I can't I haven't even had like a relationship since my very first girlfriend so I've literally only had one girlfriend I've had two boyfriends one girlfriend um but I had a bunch of little situationships which is whatever um and my last little situationship really showed me how traumatized I was from the events that happened my sophomore year with my friendship group and I didn't realize it like I was I was scared for her to leave me and I was scared like despite all of the shit she was doing and putting me through I was scared for her to leave me but it didn't play out where I was like oh please please don't leave me it was like okay this bitch is gonna leave me so before she has the opportunity I am just gonna make her see I don't know I think on my part like I think now I'm starting to realize like okay I'm not just a victim in this relationship like I mean I was but I'm not just a victim like that's not my entire role in that relationship um and so I noticed that I would push her away I would get annoyed with her and I would feel like I would get annoyed with her because she wasn't validating me um And after that incident, like, I felt like I needed a lot of validation. And after the incidents with a lot of my little past situationships or whatever, like, I felt I just needed a lot of reassurance. And she promised that to me. She said, like, she would tell me, like, yes, like, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it would she would say that shit when I would break down and I would become vulnerable and I couldn't handle it anymore. And I was having panic attacks and throwing up and all of this, like, really fucking dramatic, like, shit. But what it came down to was me being afraid, the anxiety that, like, I was going to be betrayed by someone that I gave a huge fuck about, again. 
Um, and so I feel like in a lot of my, in a lot of the relationships that I try to cultivate now, that's a big thing. Like I talked about Shorty in my last uh, podcast or whatever, and I was talking about how she doesn't validate me and, and you know, whatever. And it has a lot, like the validation has, it just has so much to do with the anxiety that if you don't verbalize that you give a fuck about me, like I'm genuinely never going to know. Like, I just don't feel like I know for sure. Um, and then when I think of my anxiety with like the professional world, like people that aren't platonic or romantic relationships um or people who aren't in platonic or romantic relationships with me like my professors or my co-workers or my um goddamn like my manager my bosses you know um I just I never I never show a penetrable facade like to them I'm this like perfect a plus plus student like intellectual this and that you know like maybe even a little rigid you know maybe not very personable and again it stems from the anxiety that I have like I'm not going to get close to you because to you I am a passing face like I'm a disposable whatever the fuck to you you know and um it's, it's really weird because I'm a teacher's pet and so I like the professors to like me but I only like for them to like me enough to not want to dispose of me like like me enough to give me an A but don't like me enough to like try and continue a meaningful relationship with me because at the end of the day I feel like you're gonna have me fucked up and hurt my feelings and then when it comes into my relationship with family Oh my fucking goodness. Like this is going to have to be a whole nother podcast about my coming out story. But after I had come out, like just briefly after I had come out, um, I learned a lot of things about my parents that I never, ever expected. Um, and one of those things was, I mean, I know that my parents are religious people and that doesn't bother me at all. Like, I personally am not a religious person, but I don't badger anyone for having a religion. I see, I mean, flaw in it, obviously, but I see why you would want to have that. And so I'm not going to judge you like we all have our things that we cling to that make us feel alive and comfortable in the world or whatever. But when I found out their reactions to me being gay, to me just liking girls in general, like... My mom's reaction was kind of like, it was, it was a lot more loving than my father's reaction, but it was still like, yeah, so, I mean, I love you and everything, but like, that's not what God has in store for your life and stuff like that. And I understand, you know, from her perspective, you know, where that's coming from. Um, but it just made talking to her about anyone that I was dating any problems that I had very uncomfortable and so I would have to bottle all of this up and I would have moments of like fury and anger not towards her and it wouldn't be violent fury or anger it would just be me in my room like closed off for days not coming upstairs unless I had to pee and or poop or something like oh my room is in the basement that's why I say upstairs but 
and when I came out to my dad, he seemed like he was cool with it until I introduced him to one of the girls I was talking to or whatever at this ceremony that I had in celebration of my awesomeness like what in the fuck and he made it about him and it was like I can't believe you yeah 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 like it was a big thing for me because my dad and I have not had a very substantial relationship in the first place and so when I allowed myself to be vulnerable enough to show him to someone like introduce him to someone that meant something to me at in a place where I was the focus anyway and not him like it fucked me up and so now I have a lot of (sighs) I feel weird almost like I try to force myself to be open with my sexuality and be open with people about it and stuff like that. But when it comes to my parents and stuff, like, I mean, my mom is, you know, she's coming around to it. Um, And I really appreciate her for that because regardless of her own beliefs, like, I still know that she loves me. But my dad, like, he has his own thing that he's facing, um, which I'll go more into about or what y'all go more into in another of my podcasts. Sorry, I just cracked my toes. But like I don't know. It just it never it ne- the trauma from that instant never healed. And so since that happens, like every time I speak to him, every time I look at him, every time I interact with a man at all, I just that those thoughts and those you know feelings come back up and so I just shut the whole goddamn gender out the you know shut the whole damn throw the whole thing away throw the whole male species away because I got anxiety that all they're gonna do is you know either objectify me or they're going to which my father did or bash me which my father did or attempt to disown me which my you know what I mean and it's just like yo like I don't want to hear no motherfucking body telling me that my anxiety is not valid that my feelings okay facts like I never really know what people are going to do feel act you know but the anxiety was caused by the trauma that fucking happened to me the trauma that fucking I've endured and shit and so if little things trigger me like oftentimes I'll get extremely triggered and I'll get really upset when little things like maybe not getting an immediate text back or from a partner or something or or someone who I consider a friend who I've already discussed my social anxiety with inviting me out with people that I don't know or like a professor looking at me the wrong way or you know like my parents saying I'm a marry a man or something like those little things are things that trigger like really bad panic attacks for me and I think it's important to like just say for anybody who's out there who may deal with anxiety who may be living with anxiety I'm not even gonna say deal with or struggling with or none of that shit like anybody who lives with anxiety like it's valid okay like 
one of the hugest things for me is feeling validated, obviously, but also one of the hugest things that pisses me off when I talk to someone about anxiety, about my specific form or whatever the fuck of anxiety or how I live with my anxiety and they say it's all in your head like bitch your whole existence is in your head so yeah true it is in my head but so are your opinions about every fucking thing and I'm sure it's not as easy as just being like okay woosah I'm not gonna motherfucking think about this no more like no there are things that have traumatized you that have affected the way that you move in general and for me to be like ah no nope that's easy to change it's all in your head like that's so harmful and I don't even think you realize how it only furthers my fucking anxiety it only to me proves that if I'm not a certain way then there's something you think that there's something wrong with the way that I think that can just be easily fucking manipulated and fixed like it's troubling to me because it's like damn how could you think so simplistically about someone who has such complex complexity in general and that you quote unquote love or whatever or quote unquote give a fuck about in my opinion you can't I don't think that those things are I don't think that those things coincide And I know that, like, a lot of people don't really know how to deal with people who live with anxiety or live with depression and and this and that. But I think that, like, platforms like this and, like, just being open to people and their experiences would help so much. But so many people aren't. So many people are, quote, unquote, all in their heads. They're not open to other perspectives or other feelings or any of that shit. So... Yeah, I just want to fucking know, like, what is you guys' perspective on anxiety? How do you deal with or live with your anxiety? Or how do you live with or deal with people in your life who have anxiety? Like, I just want to open up, you know, the floor to that. And I know you guys can't reply to my my podcast or whatever, but like I say on my podcast, if you have my personal number, if you have my personal, like, whatever the fuck, I try to keep it... um anonymous or whatever so I'm not gonna shout myself out or nothing like that but if you have my personal info like hit me up and let's continue this conversation um yeah that's all I really gotta say I did not know I was gonna talk for fucking 40 minutes but apparently this is something I'm passionate about and I'm actually learning or I really want to make a list of the things that I'm passionate about because I feel like that often gets lost and like the fuzziness of every day and the fuzziness of routine so yeah um anyway thank you for listening and i love you and yeah i need like an outro phrase Mm, i think of it but for now bye bitch